0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Welcome back. Uh, We've just been talking about wait times for tests and treatments. It can be a lot quicker to turn to your pharmacist who can help you manage chronic conditions, give you a flu shot, administer vaccines for 13 preventable diseases, help you quit smoking, explain how to use health healthcare aids and devices, provide meds check consultations and more. I mean, the bottom line is that the scope of what pharmacists can do has been changing as everybody is trying to make the health care system more efficient. So now in the house to take your calls and questions about anything pharmacy-related and to talk more about it, we have our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Dean Miller. Hi, Dean.
2: Hi, Libby. How are you?
1: Fine. How are you? Pretty good. So uh, what have you been doing lately that you didn't do before?
2: Well, pharmacists are an example of, of uh, one of the healthcare professionals that is doing a lot more than they, uh, than they used to. And, and when I say used to, as just big changes even within the last couple of years. So, you know, things like uh um, you know, vaccinations and and everybody sort of knows that pharmacists can do flu shots now, but just, you know, in the last say 4 or 5 months uh, uh, Eric Hoskins, our health minister has actually come out and he's announced that, you know, uh, you know, there's 13 different vaccines that pharmacists can, can administer. It doesn't mean that every one of them can be prescribed, but, but, uh, you know, 13 that you could get from your pharmacist. So that never exa- existed before. I mean, everybody used to say, oh boy, I need a, uh, you know, I need, a." um, Uh, measles and and meningitis and that sort of thing. So you'd either, you know, pack up the kids and go down to uh, the public health unit or you'd go to your doctor and get it done. Well, now it's different. So now uh, there is an ability... That uh, uh, just to go down to your your local pharmacy and uh, talk to your pharmacist about getting those. Uh, so, but that's an example. But there's many many more things uh, that uh, that have come up in the last couple of years as well.
1: Okay. Um, in our last segment, uh, we had a caller. She called about being on a, a strong drug, benzodiazepine. Okay. And before that, we were talking to the CIHI about. Uh, how those things should not automatically be prescribed for older people because they lead to other problems like falls, dementia, all that kind of thing. Uh, so, I mean, that presumably is one of the things, if you saw somebody on that for longer than they should be, that, that you they could turn to you or you could turn to them and say, hey, maybe it's time to review this.
2: Well, you know, that that's a great example because benzodiazepines are what they call targeted substances. And there's certain levels of controls that exist with that drug that don't exist with others. And, and benzos and benzodiazepines, uh, you know, they're, they're a dangerous combination with, you know, people in long-term care facilities, retirement homes, and that sort of thing. And you're right. I mean, a lot of the prescribing and deprescribing that we've talked about on the show before uh, centers around benzodiazepines and and, and seniors in, in different facilities. And the unfortunate part is they're probably overused. They probably uh, have other alternatives. And, you know, your pharmacist, uh, again, can make those suggestions and make those uh, some of those um critical care decisions that you know formerly we're just sitting with a with a physician but uh, um, you know it's a good example of sort of the pharmacist interaction and you know uh, some some of our provinces across the country are a little bit more progressive as well and uh, allow the pharmacist to do some therapeutic substitution as well which means hey you know what that drug isn't good for you how about let's try something else might not be the same but let's try something else. And so you that, can that,
1: do that without a doctor's prescription.
2: Yeah. Now, Ontario is a little different because, unfortunately, we're sitting here. We are in Ontario. And we haven't crossed that bridge quite yet here in Ontario. But its I would say it's probably coming because it's already in place in a lot of other provinces. So...
1: Okay, Dean, I'm going to give the numbers out again because I'm sure that people have questions for you. They always do, whether it is about some medication that they're on that they maybe want to review or about something that perhaps they should be on. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 740 I'm here with Dean Miller our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And we're talking about some of the new things that pharmacists do. We've been talking about benzodiazepines. Uh, you know, uh, are you on uh, sleeping pills or some other medication that helps you sleep? How long should you be on it? Does it make you feel better? Do you feel woozy because of some of the drugs that you are on? We want to hear from you. And, uh, Dean, um do you run into people who've experienced problems resulting from being on medication too
2: long? Yeah, too long, Libby, and too much because, uh, you know, I think what often happens out there is is people start on something and they never get taken off of it. And, you know, uh, the system sort of allows people to, hey, you know what, I, you're gonna, I'm going to give you this medication and you don't really need to come back in, so I'm going to give you five refills on it. I'm going to give you 10 refills on it. And before you know it, you know, you're on six, seven, eight different medications and no one has ever told you stop, right? And I think that's a great role for the pharmacist. And we've we've talked about medication reviews on here many, many times, and that's the perfect scenario for that. You know, not so much sitting down with the pharmacist and discussing about the medication that you're currently on, but what kind of medication within that current regimen really is overlapping with other things, you know, what can be taken away, you know, what could be reduced in dose, you know, all of these things sort of contribute to your health and well-being. And it's it's incredible how much interaction there is between different medications. And it's really, really important to continue to ask those questions. And, you know, the pharmacists are way more available than they used to be. So, you know, sitting down with them and, and making sure that you have that discussion.
1: Now, uh, I wanna give the numbers out again because uh, giving a shout out to people who are maybe on multiple medications because that's where all of this comes to play. If you have a question about that or a comment about that, maybe you're managing it really, really well and you have some tips for us. The number four one six three six zero zero seven forty, 416 toll free one 866 740 And Dean, maybe you can help me out here uh, what is the number that uh, people over a certain age are commonly on in terms of the number of meds?
2: Yeah, well, you know, for it, it's it sort of as you age, uh, that number gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And by the time you're over 80, your typical Ontario senior is on around seven to eight different
1: wow, medications. Wow, seven or eight medications. Yeah, so that's
2: a lot. And, and typically, as we said, they, they overlap a lot. And, and you end up taking things that are repetitive and, and things that you know are are not necessarily helping but maybe even hurting so it's a, it's an incredibly important part of one's life because you know typically by the time you're you're 80 there's some sort of medical condition that you have whether it be diabetes or a you know cardiovascular or you've had a stroke or or even just plain old arthritis but you know people treat it in many many different ways and they go see different doctors and that sort of thing and you know if you don't sort of make a concerted effort to you know, look at those medications on a constant basis and eliminate some of them. Um, you know you end up with that big problem so
1: what we talk about drug bad drug interactions what exactly can happen if you're having a bad drug
2: interaction? Well, the most typical thing uh with most drug to drug interactions is just. Little problematic things like upset stomach and drowsiness and all that, and that's the commonplace stuff. And quite often uh, that happens almost anyways because you're not feeling well usually. But but I mean, as you add and add and add, um, it can be it can become problematic to the point where. You're so uh, groggy, or you know, you're you don't have a clear head, and you know you have trouble driving. You have trouble functioning during the day. That's when people start missing work. Um, all of those things are are pretty commonplace, and I would say probably the most commonplace is just a general feeling of malaise, and you're just not feeling right, you know. And that's when you start missing work and that sort of thing. So,
1: okay, uh, let's go to the phones. We have John in Toronto. Hi, John.
3: Yeah, hello. Uh, uh... I'm a senior citizen. Uh, I live in the beaches area. I'm 72 years old in, the, in December. I'm diabetic for 12 years, number two diabetic. I've had open heart surgery, uh, like bypass, lower aortic valve. And I haven't felt good in years. I've always felt kind of lightheaded, dizzy, uh, queasy in the stomach. And uh, I've ha- had one doctor for 12 years. I just moved into the beaches area f- from uh, the, the west end, like uh high park area and so anyhow I have a new doctor a new pharmacist and uh I'm just listening to your show here and I'm just wondering why I'm feeling uh, after all this time my doctor has never uh, like rehearsed my medication I got 10 medications and people told me you you, you all those medications can't be good for you you know uh, so I'm just wondering now that I have a new pharmacist new doctor And these doctors, I seem to be finding they're always in a hurry. They don't want you to ask questions. They're walking away while they're talking to you. You know, not my new doctor because he's just new. Uh, But I'm just wondering now, my pharmacist, he's a pharmacy doctor. He seems pretty friendly, pretty knowledgeable. He makes time for me. Uh, Who should I see? Should I see my doctor? Should I see my pharmacist or both? Well, like to to rehearse my medications. Yeah, I like to try it, it, and get off off some of it.
2: Yeah, it's a great question, John. And I think I could almost guarantee, just by hearing your story and the fact that you're diabetic, and that often causes a, a lot of those medications often causes a, a lot of issues with your stomach. But the fact that you're on ten different things, I can almost guarantee that. You know a meds check review with with your your pharmacist. I think you said it was a Pharmasave uh, guy down in the beaches uh, would find some some very interesting insights for you when it comes to those medications because at, when you're on ten. I can almost guarantee that there's some interaction going on between them. And, and if you've never had an opportunity to sit and talk for 20, 30 minutes about all the medications, I'm sure you're going to find some very uh, interesting insights that that pharmacist is going to be able to yeah. give Yeah,
1: and, uh, and if you fun. haven't felt good for a long time, uh, I think that's a big red flag.
2: Yes, I think so. Like I,
3: I, just the other, uh, last week, a couple of times now, I found that I'm so dizzy. I, I have to hold onto a lamppost to stand up. You know, my my brother said, you're wobbling when you walk you know, like like a drunk. And, you know, it, it'll last for a few minutes, and then I'll take a rest, and then I'll, I'll pick up again, but never really feel good. My brother says, he looked at my table with all the medications lined up, and he said, all that medication can't be good for you.
1: Well, you know yeah. what? I, th- I think that uh, Dean uh, has made a good suggestion and you should make an appointment starting with that meds check. And depending on what comes out of that, you might want to uh, go to the doctor and, and uh, start thinking about uh, changing things. John, thanks so much for your call and all the best of luck to you.
3: OK, thank you, too.
1: Bye bye. OK, bye bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: We're back and I'm with Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And we are going right to the phones. Marion Thornhill. Hello. Hello. You're yeah. on the air. Yes, I've been on prednisone
3: since last September, and then the doctor started to wean me off it, and I was down to two pills, which is two milligrams. Then I've started to get pain again, and I had the test. The ESR number is now 58, and it should be between zero and 30, and I went to the rheumatologist today, and now he's putting me back on the four tablets, which is 20 milligrams a day for seven days, and then 3.5 for seven days, and then weaning me off again. Is that reasonable?
2: Yeah, uh Mary the prednisone I, I imagine you're having a bit of a flare up uh from the from arthritis are you? Right. It's right. a steroid
1: by the way. That's it's, right. That's it's a correct. steroid and it yeah. does have side effects. Yeah. yeah, it has a lot of side effects. Yeah.
2: I, I... I mean it is one that that is, you know, Certainly, as libby said uh, uh you know it's got its side effects i mean it, it causes a lot of fluid retention, and you know a lot of people hate taking prednisone because they get all puffy and and uh whatnot but what the the regimen that that the doctor is is doing seems to be uh, uh very reasonable, and you know you speak of that tapering and that's always important with prednisone because what it's doing is it's replacing natural steroids that normally occur in your body. And, and if you just sort of stop it right away, that's when you can get some really bad side effects. So, so you always want to make sure it's a, it's a tapered dose, but you know, the, Absolutely. The reason sort of it went up like that is is to combat a, a, a flare-up. And prednisone does many things. I mean, people use it for arthritis. They use it for rheumatoid arthritis. They use it for allergies. Asthma. Uh, asthma. <laughs> yeah, so so the list is as long as my arm. But it's, uh, it's one of those medications that's been around for 100 years, and it still is sort of the go-to when it comes to all these different you know, acute conditions that can kind of pop up.
1: And I guess it's good that the doctor is trying to taper her.
2: Oh, absolutely. The tapering well, he did thing taper is me very... down to
1: two tablets, and then I went back to yeah, like well, a new that... number, so
3: now I'm going back to the beginning, except I'm only going to take it for uh, seven days for the 20 milligrams, and then starting to taper it down in a different different
1: uh, program yeah. or whatever.
3: Okay, yeah. I imagine Mary. you're on
2: some other stuff too, Thank right, you right? so much. Yeah. Best
1: of luck to you. Thank you. you okay, we've got Jim in North York. Hi Jim.
4: Hello. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm on sleeping periods over 40 years. I started with one. Now I'm taking four different kind and I'm lucky if I sleep four hours.
2: Well, uh, Jim, I, I mean, t- typically what you're describing, you know, by taking a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more yeah. is yeah. is a good signal to kind of say, hey, you know what, maybe it's time to switch to something else because more is not necessarily better in this case. Now, I don't know whether you've been on others, but there certainly is many, many choices when it comes to sleeping pills. And again, another good rule for your pharmacist to maybe even suggest to you, oh, you know what, Jim, here's maybe one you haven't tried you know, and make the arrangements with the physician to to try something different because, you know, you don't necessarily want to just keep increasing your dose because, you know, you're gonna get it's gonna be easier for you to get used to the same drug, and if you switch sometimes to something different, you know, it 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 helps in a, in a greater way than just increasing the dose over and over and over. Yeah,
1: I mean, four hours a night doesn't sound yeah, like it's working no, that well.
2: No.
4: Well, I try to take three. If I take uh, one less, then I, I leave one hour less.
1: Okay, so, well, I, maybe uh, I think Dean has a good thought that you should review and see if there's something else you can try.
2: I spoke to my doctor and my pharmacist, but they it. Says that they don't have any. So, uh, Well, I don't know. You might want to try a different pharmacist there, Jim. Like, I think, uh, uh, you know, there is lots of different medications out there, and I'm pretty sure you haven't tried them all. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Okay, okay, thank you. Good luck to you. Yeah, bye
1: bye. Bye bye. Joan in Oshawa, you're having a meds check tomorrow. Yes, I made.
5: Excuse me, I made an appointment yesterday uh, to uh, take up all my medications, and uh, my pharmacist is going to sit down with me for about 20 minutes, and we're going to go over the different medications because some I'm not taking. Excuse me, because of side effects. How many medications are you on? Nine. Wow. Oh, wow. And uh, I was going to ask, um, I don't know whether to call him Dr. Miller or Mr. Miller. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, not um, a doctor, I, but...
5: Uh, one of the medications that I am taking is Cirque. Okay. And I want to ask, should I, because when I'm out, it's when I walk, it's like I drift. So I'm okay. wondering if I should take one before I go out. I'm not in the habit of enjoying taking medication at all. Yeah. I prefer not to take any medications. Yeah. But well, um, the lightheadedness does uh, does affect me. It affects me at home. Yeah. And
2: also when I'm out. Well, circa is one of those medications that often is for dizziness and imbalance and that sort of thing. Um, and that one interacts with a lot of different things. So I'm glad to hear you're having your meds checked tomorrow because I'm pretty sure you're going to hear that especially if you're on nine different medications, that Circ is probably interacting with, with one or maybe even more uh, uh, medications because it's just one of those medications that does re- interact with a lot of things. And it's not in a positive way. It's usually in a negative way to cause a lot more. And I said... You said it was a bit sort of like you're drifting, and and that's very that's very typical of that medication. Kind of caught, clouds your senses a little bit. And,
5: Sounds and, dangerous. Yeah. Well, I've been on that for a long,
2: long time. Oh, that's, oh. A, that's an old uh. medication. That's been around longer than I have.
5: Oh, <laughs> so. I I, th-
1: I think that meds check <laughs> is is a good <laughs> idea. Yeah.
5: Well, that's the thing. I'll uh, <clears throat> I'll speak with my pharmacist in regards to the cirque.
2: Yeah. And depending on what your medical condition is, uh I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the circ uh might be a culprit for for what what's going on and maybe that might be one to get rid of. <laughs> so.
5: Right. Can can it, excuse me. I have uh problems with my uh with my throat and breathing um so that's what's giving the the problem right now.
2: Well, um, mention but, make
5: sure
1: you mention it's
2: that too. With, some,
5: with something else. Sorry,
1: um don't just uh... yeah,
2: Joan. Just make sure you mention the, the the shortness of breath as well, because you know there are medications that will be the result of that, and even the fact that you told me you're on CERC, that can that can kind of constrict your 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 lungs and your breathing a little bit as well. So right, so... because
5: I've been diagnosed a long time ago with COPD.
2: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah,
5: and uh, also I have high blood pressure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. so
5: I, I'm wondering if uh, they can replace the uh, Circ with someone, something else. That... Well,
2: yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you know, um, I'll let that pharmacist do the meds check because it's hard, hard over the phone, but yeah. knowing everything, but I, I'm going to guess that, uh, you know, make sure you alert that pharmacist to the issues you're having with Circ because I, I it's it's been around a long time, and I, I, I sense that, It it may not be needed anymore.
5: Okay, and you know when... helps at home because uh, sometimes I feel so lightheaded. I have to close my eyes.
1: Yeah, you know, and um, when Dean guesses, I would say it's probably an educated guess. So uh, good luck with that, Joan, and just make sure that you tell your pharmacist about all your symptoms, side effects when you do the meds check. And hey, maybe uh, next week you can call back and let us know what happened. Uh, I'd be kind of interested to hear what happens yes, as a result we, uh, of a meds a check, great, what they uh, find. A great
5: uh, pharmacist
1: Okay, so uh, call us back. Thanks for that.
5: Okay, I definitely will, Libby. Thank okay. you very, very much, and you have a great weekend, both of you.
1: Okay, Thank thanks. You. Thanks a lot. Um, I think we have time for Glenn in Pickering. Hi, Glenn. Hi, good morning. Good, good afternoon.
4: Hi, Lily, Mr. Miller. Hi. Um, my wife right now is broken out, something fierce and constant itching, it, pardon me, itching, and... She's on a lot of drugs, and this just came about about two weeks ago. She is allergic to uh, penicillin. We know that. And I'm wondering which is the best way to determine which of these drugs that she's on now would be causing this. The rash. Yeah. So, Glenn... What's the best method of doing this?
2: Yeah. Did she add anything into, like, two weeks ago when you started? Well,
4: when this all started, she uh, boosted her uh, vitamin D by two pills, and uh, the doctor put her off vitamin D entirely, and there's
2: been uh, no change to her condition right now. Okay. And how many medications is she on? I would say seven. Okay, so a lot. Um, yeah, because I mean, there's there's some that there's some that you can definitely uh, you know ex- I'll say experiment a little bit with to yeah. you know that you know it's not a the end of the world if you you know if you go without it for a day, but where there's others that you 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 well, definitely don't want to go without, right? So
4: if, if I eliminate, start eliminating one drug a day. How long does it take for that drug to get out of your system
2: well that's a good question now they 're all different, uh, but you take something like penicillin penicillin's got what they call a pretty short half life so it doesn't take all that long okay. um, and usually, depending on the sensitivity of the allergy uh, you know in in a case like penicillin usually. I would say 36, 48 hours later, it's almost all gone from the system. Now, there's other medications, and and you can usually tell because if if the dosing says once a day, uh, that usually means it's very long-acting. If it says four times a day, that means it's very short-acting. So if it's long-acting, that... The other thing to to know is it's going to take a long time to get out of your system.
1: And and yeah. so here's my question: is mm-hmm. um, sh- should you be doing this on your own? Shouldn't you be doing this with advice from yeah. a doctor or a pharmacist? Uh, I'd
2: really like to know what those seven. Uh, well, she's been
4: to the doctor. Yeah, and, and
2: uh, he
4: prescribed a salve, and it's not doing any good.
2: Well, yeah, because if there's an allergy there, it's just going to keep coming back and coming back, right? So, but I would, again, I would go back to your pharmacist and and, and yeah. And and talk to him or her, and just say like, look, they'll be able to tell you which ones to kind of uh, uh, eliminate. I've done this many many times in the pharmacy, but you have to do it smart, and you have to do it in consultation with somebody who knows. And you don't want to you don't yeah. want to just t- start taking. I don't. You you shouldn't just start eliminating drug after drug. Yeah. Because there are ones there that you probably don't want to be doing that on, but. Uh, but, uh, you well, know. That, that,
4: yeah. was, that was my plan, basically, was to go to the pharmacist yep. and ask him, uh, are there any components of in the drug she's taking that are similar in any way with penicillin? Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? That sounds like a plan. Um, w- we can't do this for you over the phone. No, no. Not a good idea to do it on your own, so I yeah. think that'll be the answer. And, and, and again, you know, um, if you get a, a good answer and you figure it out, Call us back yeah, and let I'll us do. know what happened. We're, we're interested to hear. Glenn, uh, thank you very much for your call.
4: Okay. You have, you people, have a good day. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Uh, and uh, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Thank you to Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.